the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women to gain control of their lives again. Hey, guys, I just want to wish everybody a happy night tonight. I hope everybody's doing well. I thank you for joining us here at Cornerstone Radio, and we're going to have a great topic. Tonight's topic is going to be finding the truth in God's Word. So this ought to be exciting, guys. Um, How are you all doing? Doing well. Yeah, doing great. So just uh, always a good, good thing being in this studio. Isn't it? I love it when God puts us together and we have this uh, little get-together. I love to see what the Holy Spirit puts upon your guys' heart and your scriptures. But we always open up with um, uh, little praise reports from the the homeless, which was going on during this last week. Can you go ahead and share? Yeah, you know, uh, it's always fun to share. Um, You know, this week at, at our first destination, it was a fairly large crowd, and it's every week, folks, it's different. I mean, there are different folks that show up, um, different men and women, but then we always get a visit from those that we'd like to see more. But praise God, hallelujah, as with Gina, um, many of the homeless that we've worked with have found permanent housing or recovery. Um, they have gotten jobs, and we don't get to see them. And, and you'd think that's a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But for her to come visit us and, and see her and, and – uh, just kind of give us a praise report was very exciting, and it seems like there's many folks out there, John, that are looking forward to us getting involved with the court system again. I think there's a big need there. It There is, and um, you know, we went down there. The judge gave a call, and she said, hey, I got some stuff for you, and she gave some ponchos. Her and her husband bought some mm-hmm. rain ponchos mm-hmm. for them. And we went and met with her, and we got a couple new uh, judges in the courthouse now that we're going to be setting up a time, and so we'll be working hopefully out of their courtrooms and dealing with them and working maybe back down in the holding tanks and hopefully be putting some of these men and women into programs and into homes. So, and that's what is uh, about working in the courts is keeping them from going from mm-hmm. the courts and are coming out of um, incarceration and back onto the streets again. We want to try to nip that if we can, if that's a terminology, to mm-hmm. take that and stop that and try to get them into a place at that time. Um, and so um, that's our goal there. Um, I know this week was an interesting week. Again, like you were saying, Gina came out. We got to see Nancy and Joe. We mm-hmm. got to see some people we haven't really got to see. 
and they want to give back now and want to work with us and to help the other homeless so um they all pretty much know each other out there you know even though they're in some shelter sometimes and stuff but um that helps us get to know the newer people too because there's some really new faces yeah yeah that's true and there uh there was uh we have we have a man that comes out and helps us uh he was homeless, I think. Yes, but he he's was. He's not anymore, Ramon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes out, and I've been. <laughs> he he wants to serve some of the food, and I've been making him use the hand sanitizer. Yep, he I does anything. Yep. Well, he's finally got it through his head because he walked up there and looked over at uh, I forget who was standing next to him, and. <laughs> rubbed his hands together so he could get some sanitizer so <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny he's now making sure he gets his hands clean before he gets in and serves but you know he's he's a really nice man and he comes out and he in fact this this week he kind of shoved me out of the way and it's fine because there's other things i need to do oh you know, yeah right i like to go pray for people i'm really not into serving the food so it's it's a little break for me to be able to get out and, and mingle a little bit with the people. Absolutely. You, you are on that end, so I don't get down on that end. And last time I think I was down on that end, I got ran out, So which <laughs> yeah. is fine with me because that's not my area that yes. I need to be in. So, But, yeah, I, I just I see it. It's well. You guys got it going well. They, they go right through. They grab their stuff. They come back. They get their um, lot of prayer going out. Did we uh, talk about that one lady that came out who was sending a car and uh, she was driving by and seeing the prayer? Last week. Yes, yeah, last yeah, that week. Was, we yeah. talked about that. Yes, I wanted to share about that. Um, so it's not only her, but there's been other people that have been impacted by by seeing God move. It's uh, We're just servants doing what we got to call, the, what our calling is to do. But, you know, it's just the glory of God being upon the, the, um, upon the people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been, we've had three or four different people that stop by because they hear us praying or they hear us sharing the Word of God that have stopped to listen or to be prayed for. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the homeless we've, we're reaching out to with, uh, with God's Word. It's, it's some of the people that come down for other reasons. And that, yeah, and I wanted to share that with uh, the audience tonight, um, that when you're out there evangelizing, it's not only the crowd that you are targeting, but you're also hitting others that, that you're not aware of. And I think that's where God just shows that, hey, look, I'm in control. Let me do what I got to do. Blaine? His word is living and powerful, and we're going to go over that tonight. I can't wait. I'm smiling over here. Um, I get called to visit uh, many, many, many people in hospitals, and and I get to share the gospel and uh, pray over them. And, John, you're right. I mean, every nurse on that floor has heard the gospel because we're not very quiet people. Uh, We like to share the truth. We like to – we're very passionate about God's Word. And uh, tonight we're going to find the truth in God's Word, and it's going to be fun. Yes, we are. We'll go ahead and start on it. And, again, the title of tonight, folks, is Finding the Truth in God's Word. I'm going to go ahead and open up with our famous scripture a lot of people know. That's John 14, 6. And we all know, a lot of us know that. It says, And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And you know the truth is Jesus. The truth will set you free. God always says if you follow me, you'll find the truth, and you will be set free. That goes on to lead what I wrote down here about that. I wrote down, said, truth can seem uh, uh, elusive, but the truth about Jesus gives freedom. 
He is the truth. And that brought me over to Samuel, 2 Samuel 7, 28. And I wrote down, we can find truth in God's word. And as I read in Samuel 20, uh, 2 Samuel, excuse me, 2 Samuel 7, 28, it says this. For you are God, O sovereign Lord. Your words are true. And you have promised these good things to your servant. There again is quoted that the word is true through the scripture. And then I went on to say in John 4, 23, 24, I wrote this down. This is not what the scripture said, but this is what I wrote down. God wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And like I said, I based that on John 4, 23, and 24. And what the scripture says in 23, it says this. But the time is coming, indeed it is here now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. 24 says, For God is spirit, and so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. True worship, guys, is, involves the heart. Your heart is where the true worship comes. Mm-hmm. You, your heart will tell you if you're into it, or if you're not, or not. So there's where I, I put that down, is a true worshiper is in, involves the heart. And that led me over to, it says, in John seventeen seventeen what I wrote down here, I wrote, God's word is true. And I got that again at John seventeen seventeen, and that states here, it says, Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is the truth. God's word is we can always rely upon God and his truth on his word. Some people say that his word ain't true. Um, I don't find that. I don't see that. I find that God always shows me the truth. And I base that on again. And then I, what brought me over was over to Hebrews 2, 1. And I'm gonna, this is what I wrote down. Believers must be careful not to drift away from the truth. And the reason why I say that, we should take Christ's teaching very seriously. If we don't take it seriously and we don't put it to heart and we don't do what he says, we're not going to find the truth. I believe that the truth is is all in the Bible. You study it. You learn it. um, God will show you the truth. And like I said, I based that on Hebrews. Excuse me. Yes, Hebrews. uh, What was it? Hebrews 2.1. Excuse me. And what it says here, it says... So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. Again, God is telling us to keep the in, keep with the truth, read the word, stay with the word. If you don't, if you don't start keep your prayers going, you don't still have fellowship with God. You don't read your word. Watch what happens. You'll start drifting, and you will drift, and you will drift. The word has a magnetic on it, a magnetic pull. I believe the minute you start missing your Bible reading. You start missing your prayers. You stop missing going to church. The devil just takes advantage of that. He just grabs you and just pulls you and just pulls you. And then it, and then it gets harder to get back into reading your word. It gets harder again because now you got to get back into the word. So, what, so that's where I base it out of there. And the last one, guys, because I know my time's coming to an end. Our actions demonstrate whether we are living in the truth. And I base that out of John one three nineteen, and that states here says our actions will show that we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before god your actions people will be will demonstrate either you've been living the word or not if you're not living the word <laughs> you're going to be like the rest and you're going to be giving in to sin 
You'll probably be enticed to do a lot of things that you wouldn't normally do if you're in the Word of God. So your actions demonstrate. So if you're not sure, if you're in the Word or you're not obeying by the Word, just look at your actions. Your actions are always a show. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn it over. Last time I surprised Blaine, but I think I'll go ahead and let you, Ed, go ahead and do this time. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to go ahead and go next? You might as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, an uh, interesting little fact is that in, uh, in the New Living Translation, there are 69 times that Jesus himself said, I tell you the truth. Mm. So it's kind of an interesting little fact. He's, he makes sure that you know that he's talking about the truth. Someday I'll give my testimony. It took me, I was a skeptic. It took me about three months to prove out Genesis chapter 1. Because I came to the conclusion, if I could believe Genesis chapter 1, I could believe everything else in the Bible. And I proved it. But today I want to be over in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting about 14. Now, I get very passionate about God's Word, as I know both of you do too. And I know, John, you and I both out there have gotten into some... uh, Heavy discussions (laughs) on God's Word. And so this covers us. This is a lesson for me and you. Uh, It starts out on verse 14. It says, Remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin the people who hear them. And and that's a true statement. Um, We don't have to prove the Bible. We don't have to prove the truth of it all we need to do is tell it and let the holy spirit convict them and let them find the truth mm-hmm. themselves and uh but you know we always want to do god's work and uh, we need to just sit back this is the truth and you can believe it or not and you let the holy spirit convince them it's true verse 14 says uh, work hard so you can present yourself to god and receive his approval be a good worker one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth and that's it we just need to be telling the truth we don't need to be arguing or fighting about it or getting in discussions and and i know i get passionate about it and my voice goes up and all the things that are not supposed to happen but we don't have to prove the truth. The truth is the truth. Uh, it says avoid foolish, uh, worthless foolish talk. It only leads to more godless behavior. So, so, you know, we have to really put ourselves under control. And, uh, and uh, so we, we have to be careful about how we discuss the truth of God mm-hmm. and do it in a kind and compassionate way. I, I think if we take the attitude of we're teaching them the Word of God, we can probably tend to be a little better in our attitude towards the way we discuss it. Yeah. I want to drop down to verse uh, uh, verse 19. It says, But God's truth stands firm like a foundation, like a foundation stone with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and all who belong to the Lord must turn uh, away from evil. Now, this foundation stone is the cornerstone, and uh, which we've named our organization after. And the cornerstone is the first stone to be laid, and everything in that building, horizontal and vertical, is lined with that cornerstone. 
So when you make God's Word the cornerstone of what you're doing, you can't go wrong. It's always going to be squared up. It's always going to be true in, in its measurements if you're talking a physical building, but it's also going to be true in your, in your testimony if you're talking spiritual. Mm-hmm. So we are the cornerstone. We try to be the cornerstone out there to these people to lay out the truth and to help them line their lives up along this cornerstone of Christ's words, God's words. Um, now I want to jump down to uh, verse verse uh, 24. And this is the other side of the arguing. It says, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change these people's hearts and they will lear- they will learn the truth. They will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For there have been, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants them to do. Now, <clears throat> this this idea of uh, of uh, gently in, gently gently instructing them to, who oppose the truth. They they the people that we come in contact with out there they they're a lot of times they come at us with things they've getting off the internet things they've heard other people talk about. And I know we get some pretty strange uh, stories out there about God and his creation and how he operates. Uh, I think we have to take this gentle approach and start laying out the truth for them, how how God created the earth, why he created it, why he created us, and uh, and just to help them to learn that, that his is the truth. Uh, evolution is a theory, and evolution cannot be proved any more than, than creation can be approved. Uh, but they, they seem to think that if they get it off the Internet, it's true. Mm-hmm. And we know that probably two-thirds of what's on the Internet is not true to begin with. But they'll take that as the truth. So we have the truth. We just need to be careful and start presenting it as the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing about it. It's not um, going out there and telling them what you think about God. It's about using God's word. You use God's words, it'll prick the heart, and it'll tickle the ear. Ed Blaine, we're going to go ahead and go to you now. Well, as following up, I, I do agree 100%, of course, with Pastor Ed, because we're talking about God's word. And we're not going to deny God's word. We are in agreement in God's word. And uh, as I mentioned earlier about going into hospitals and seeing people sometimes on their last breath, you know, folks, it's great to go in there and tell you you love them, but I go in there with all guns a-blazing, man, with the Holy Spirit just speaking truth. People need to hear the truth. They may not hear it till their last breath, um, but God loves them so much. uh, Whomever he decides to use, we go in there with the truth. God's word is what changes the heart of a man. Um, I want to start, folks. Thank you again for being here. I've got a scripture that's coming out of Romans 15:4, speaking of uh, God's truth, um, finding God's truth in God's word. The entire Bible speaks of God's truth. The entire Bible um, points to our Christ. The entire Bible has been, it, it hasn't been proved wrong, right, man? But um, in 15:4, it says, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we thought 
the patience and comfort that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So through these scriptures, not only are they God's word, but they, they teach us how to love, how to forgive, um, how to parent, how to uh, our marriages, everything there is here in life. Um, but it does teach us to um, really just to know the truth and worship the one who wrote this this word, and that was the 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 Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit. I've got a scripture, a very fun scripture, and then I'm going to read a, um, a little bit of a paragraph of a commentary that I really, really love. Um, but I'm going to read out of 1 Thessalonians 2.13, and it says this, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. My favorite commentary, I won't go who he is. Um, and you know what? You are. I, I agree with Pastor Ed, but I've got a statement here that I can't wait to uh, share with everybody because the word of God is what changed every one of our lives and, uh, you know, even, even Thomas, uh, we know he was doubting. He was watching the miracles of Jesus. But regarding this scripture that I just read in First Thessalonians 2, 13, um, I just want to give uh, a fact. I want to just throw a fact out there. And the fact is, is there are 221 pro- prophecies concerning Jesus Christ. Chapter 7 of, of Isaiah tells us the number of his birth, the manner of his birth. Daniel 9 declares the time of his birth. Micah 5 names the town of his birth, and in Zechariah 11, we read how he would be sold for 30 pieces of silver, which would be thrown on the floor of the temple and used to purchase a piece of property that would be used as a potter's field. Now, for these few tiny little prophecies, because that's the Word of God. It gives us Mm -hmm. prophecies. It gives us examples. Abraham, everybody that's mentioned in this Bible is an example to us. But here we go, guys. What is the statistical probability of these six prophecies being fulfilled. And I'm not a mathematician, guys. Maybe somebody out there will be able to call us in on your phone there, Pastor, and tell us what this means. But it says 1 in 10 to the 17th power. And uh, it says, think of it this way. Cover the entire state of California three feet deep in nuts and mark one nut with an X. Then go up in a plane with a flying squirrel named Rocky fly over the entire state and throw Rocky out of the random spot. Rocky comes down, sees the whole state covered in nuts, and chooses one. The chances of him choosing that marked one is 1 in 10 to the 17th power. Now, I don't know if that's um, if that's 17 zeros. Some say it's 27 zeros, but it's billions and billions <laughs> to one. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. There is no doubt. There is no doubt in my mind. Um, and, and I'm sorry, folks. Um, we're here. We're on a we're on a, uh, a Christian radio show. And we thank you for being our listeners. But if you're thinking of something besides what the Bible teaches and the prophecies about our Lord Jesus Christ, please, as Pastor Ed just encouraged, please investigate. And um, you know, I, if, if I I'm going to take one more minute to say, a lot of people, you know, they don't believe in the parting of the Red Sea or the Virgin Birth. But they'll believe that we came from slime and and have reproductive organs. So we have a God, and our God is truth. And our God has given us all these examples, and we're asking you from the bottom of our hearts to stay in that word. Seek Jesus. The Bible says, seek me and you will find me. Um, just, just start asking, seeking, and knocking, and, and you will be met. That's our prayer. 
You know, there's a First Corinthians uh, 15. It goes on to say in uh, chapter uh, verse three, it says, "If you pass on to you what is most important and what you have seen is passed on to me, Christ died for our sin, just as the Scripture said." And that could be always stated back from Genesis. So if you're not sure that the Messiah is who he says he is, I would ask you to go ahead and read the Old Testament again, and you can talk about the prophets foretelling about him coming and throughout the word there. So that is about Scripture there. And it says to go on, it says that Christ died for our sins. Just as the Scripture said, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as the Scripture says, and he was seen by Peter and very many others. So... There it again, the Word of God is truth, and if you follow it, and you... A lot of people don't like to read the Old Testament, and it doesn't apply to them today, and they figure that because of the, what Jesus has done, that, that that is all back. They, what the Old Testament does shows the Messiah coming. It shows the Messiah what he's going to be, what he's going to show, and whereabouts, and that, if you want to talk about going about your 1 to the 20th or 17th, <laughs> try that out for size. So, yeah. you know, that's that's where I'm going to leave you at. Yeah. And, and by the way, that 17 zeros behind the number you gave. Okay. So, <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Uh, but uh, if you want to know the, uh, the truth of God's Bible, go to Psalm 22. Yeah. Psalm 22 will tell you the whole story oh. of Jesus on the cross and what took place, including the gambling for his robe. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to the end of any one of the Gospels and you read about Christ on the cross, and you find out that was a thousand-year-old prophecy in Psalms that came true in the Gospels. Yep. Now, if God's Word isn't true, boy, I tell you, what more proof do you need? Well, you know, that's that's it. Um, it's all about studying and studying. Um, some people, I, I always say, don't take our word for it. Go into the Bible. Search it for yourself. Let the Spirit talk to you. Let the Spirit show you truth. Mm-hmm. You know, don't listen to man. Don't listen to Ed. Don't listen to Blaine. You go into the Bible. Read your Bible Amen. and listen to yeah. that, and I'll show you. God will show you the truth, and that will be the truth. And that's what the Bible tonight, tonight was. that's what we were talking about, find the truth in God's Word. Mm-hmm. That means go in His Word, read it for yourself, and get the truth. And we're going wanna... to go ahead and go in closing right now. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Um, I appreciate what all they do for us. They, um, We want to give Javier uh, some barrels, him and his family. They supply the burritos for us to help with the food out there with the homeless. We want to give Kim and Anna a shout-out. Hey, guys, they're at uh, Goodwills. We appreciate them for um, clothing the homeless and helping us with that. And we want to give a shout-out to Stephen Forsyth at the Oakland Westland Church for helping us out with uh, the homeless. And also Jeremy at Skyline. Hey, thank you guys. We appreciate all your help so that we can help the homeless. I hope this message has touched you tonight, folks. Um, Finding the truth in God's Word. It's all about finding that truth. So dig into His Word. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you in a special, special way. May God bless each and every one of you, and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. 
That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.